You ready to get into the Word of God today? Ain't ready to hear? And I'm going to talk about gifted children. Amen? Gifted children. You ever remember that term in school? I wasn't one of them. Remember, remember that? They had the gifted classes. I was not gifted like, I mean, we were gifted. I believe all, I believe all kids are gifted. All the children of God are gifted. And, uh, but sometimes people, you know, designate people who are excelling in something as gifted children. But really when God looks at his people, he looks at gifted children. Everybody should be able to go, Amen. Uh, but the issue is, is when we compare ourselves with other children, sometimes we don't look gifted. Or we think, well, what gifts do I have? Or what gifting do I have? And what's the purpose and, of being gifted? So turn with me to Romans, the 12th chapter. We're going to share just for a little bit um, Romans, the 12th chapter, talking about gifted children. And we'll begin reading in the fifth verse. It says, so we... And he's talking about the church, believers. He said, so we being many are one body in Christ. So many people make up one body, which is called the church. He said, but all the members do not have the same function. Hey, if you had a car, not, and, and, or you do have a car, or whatever, uh, you know that uh, not every part in the car has the same function. Are you with me? And some of the functions that occur, we don't think much about it. You know what I mean? We all love air conditioner, and we think, well, we need the air conditioner parts, you know, the, the motor that does the pumping and the cooling part, that's great. But you know what? There are little tiny parts that just turn it on and off that are super important. Yeah, but I like that big powerful unit. No, the car has many parts, but not all of them are the same, and they don't serve the same function. You could say it like this, so the kingdom of God is, so are the people of the kingdom. And so he goes on to say in verse 6, and this is inspired by God, having then gifts differing in these many parts, there are different Gifts, gifts differing. They are not the same. This tells me something. Having then gifts, these are called gifts. These are, even if you're better at something that somebody else is, maybe say singing, you know, most people win against me in singing. But the issue is this. Um, we have to recognize whether it's Elton John or Elvis Presley or the most popular singer today, that, because we are the creation of God, that is a gift. It can be developed. And that should not make me uh, become full of self. Humanity, knowing that gifts come from God, that should be a buffer uh, against pride and self. But often it's not because people think, well, I've got this gift. They don't attribute it to God. And they start thinking more highly of themselves than they should. And they get full of themselves. And I don't know about you, whenever I've been more full of myself, I don't like it. 
thought that would go over better than that. That's not a good place to be. You know what I mean? If we're just thinking, oh, because of me and my ability. Listen, those people have abilities, and I think most people recognize that famous musicians or different people have a gift. And not just anybody can develop that good. And, and those gifts, though, need to be sanctified or set apart. Those people should also or should have sanctified words, but they've got to get saved first. But those giftings should be sanctified. If those gifts were used for God and they were saved, talk about something good. But I've seen this. People who didn't have a voice as good as some of them but the individual was sanctified and set apart to the Lord, consecrated themselves to the Lord, they get up and sing, man, the power of God starts working to bless the body of Christ. It's not just watch me come up and watch everybody and be impressed with me, with my great voice and great power coming you know, from my voice because I can hit the high. We're not talking about that kind of power and range. That's all wonderful. I remember when I was a youth pastor, some of the youth said to me, you know, you think we could do a record? I said, well, it's going to probably take some practice. But we could. And they got so good. And they literally could do a record. And right about the time I was leaving, I thought, man, it would be cool. We knew somebody who had a recording studio. And I thought this would be a cool thing. But one thing I always told them was, it's more important for you to be separated and have this consecrated to God and spend time with God. So when you get up and sing, not only will they go, wow, they're skillful. Because I challenged people. We had some kids that were real good on skateboards. And some of them played instruments. I mean, and they are real good. Some of them were sponsored. Uh, and, you know, from different companies. And I said, if you practice on the drums or this instrument or this, like you do on the skateboard, you will be incredible. But you can also spend time with God and divine life will come out of that because it's a God-given gift and it will bless people. And I'm not bragging on us, but I'm just saying when we would have, the pastor would have us come in and do praise and worship, it was powerful. I'm seriously powerful. And people that were there, I know one of the youth workers is here that used to be one of my youth workers, and uh, it was powerful. And people would go, man, that was awesome. But it was God's divine life flowing through to affect the body. That's what God wants. God wanted to bless the body. Are you with me? And he wants to do the same thing today. And so here in this verse, it says, uh, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We're interconnected as one body. And then it says, having then gifts differing according to the grace or the gift, the endowment that is given to us. There's two things we want to look at. One, it's an endowment that's given. That means that it can be uh, brought into motion, be developed. We can get more skillful in these graces. And they are gifts. 
And another thing we need to recognize, because they are from God, they, they do. I mean, I was called to preach when I was five years old. I probably should not have been preaching at six years old, seven, eight. It might have been cute if I got up and preached. But, I would, but what I do in serving and preparing my own life develops me for the future to walk in these gifts. And so we all have gifts. Are you with me? And endowments from the Lord as believers. And we all need to recognize that. And don't be bothered if you don't see some great development right away. But I'll tell you what, gaining wisdom and growing and stuff like that will sharpen and hone gifts and abilities that will do something tremendous for you and tremendous for the kingdom of God. Are you with me? I believe people who don't know how to be a good leader, uh, don't know how to do certain things and are maybe stuck at work, you know, and they think, how do I move forward here? What do I do to go forward? Uh, come serve in church. Why? Because you learn to get to be under somebody. You get to be influenced by people. You get to learn how to be orderly and you recognize what it's like to be under somebody. We need to be observing and know what it is to be committed when you don't seemingly, I said seemingly, get a paycheck every Friday. You're constantly laying up things. But people sometimes are short-sighted with that. And what it does is it will challenge you to control your emotions and let the love of God through. It will challenge you to be committed because it's seemingly what, what, what holds me. Well, an internal drive should hold all of us. And we should recognize that, that there is an internal drive and there is something about destiny and what we're supposed to do. And so we recognize that these gifts can be developed. They are different. And I know this, when we do serve, it blesses us beyond here. It can bless us in, in our natural walk, in our natural life. Are you with me? I mean, I know this. I've talked to some leaders about things. I've been in certain businesses and running things before, and I've talked to them and, and challenged them about something. And I remember one I'm thinking of, and they were like, oh, I don't know, that's not me. That's just not me. I just feel like you could be pushing a little bit. I said, no, this is the right way to do it. Not long ago, I was talking to that person, I think, and, and they had made a dramatic change. And they were pushing more than me in this situation concerning outside work. And I kind of laughed and went, they see it. And when I say push, you know, being, being driven correctly. Because I, I recognize this. Jesus said this. The children of the world are more shrewd than the children of the kingdom when it comes to mammon. And that doesn't... That's not, he's not trying to insult people. He's just saying sometimes... People in the kingdom can be lackadaisical and they could get some education in this area and be more shrewd. Because some people say, well, how come we're not more blessed? Jesus said, well, they're more shrewd. And, and you can have the blessing of God in your life, but, but putting things into practice uh, a certain way can help you immensely. Are you with me? 
So we have gifts that differ. Amen? And so in these different gifts that are given by God, they're called grace. There's grace in salvation. That grace for salvation is identical to every person that gets saved. But this grace is different. Each person gets a different gift. And so it says, having then gifts differing according to the grace or the gift, the unearned gift that is given to us, all of us, let us use them. Let us use them. When we use our gifts, the church becomes full. And I don't mean just full in the sense of, of people, but it becomes full. There becomes a functioning. The Bible said when every part does its share, it brings increase. And it talks about when they use each part, uses their gift, it talks about a supply that comes to the whole body. One thing about the church is there are natural-looking functions, but there is a spiritual supply, you know, just like there are things, you know, in the natural body, how it's created. We have bones, but in between the bones we have cartilage. You need that. It makes the function smooth. Well, I'm telling you what, we may have the bones, but we need the cartilage too in the body of Christ. We need God's grace in motion. We need his presence doing things. We need people walking in love. And I believe we've got a bunch of people who love and look to others. That's a huge thing because it brings a fullness to the body. It brings a health to the body. And the body needs health so much in these days. And when I say health, I mean wholeness. Man, when people come in and are brought by people, it's so important for them to come into something that's full. Not to put pressure on us, but to realize there is something to be said about that. Because I don't know about you, uh, you know, even Gandhi, if you've heard the story about him, he went and visited Christian churches in India looking and they weren't friendly. There wasn't something there. And uh, he went on about his business. Well, that should have been an encounter for him to uh, experience God there. Are you with me? And that's what it should be for all of us. Every believer should come and be influenced by God. And every believer should obviously be influenced in their own life by their own relationship with God. But there should be something happening that's more than just natural. And I believe it is here. And I believe we know it is. I believe our children, we hear tremendous testimonies in all ages, up through the youth and older. We want more than just natural. And these gifts, though they may look natural, there is something to the life of God that uh, should work with them. Are you with me? So he said, let us use them. So it's interesting that he said, having then gifts differing, let us use them, then it would be um, a functioning body 
or an unfunctioning body if certain gifts were not being used. And, you know, it, you know, somebody maybe has twisted their ankle before and their ankle gets tight or something like that and you go to walk, it hinders your walk. And you want that thing to function right. And oh, what a blessing it is when it loosens up. And there's just something about the body doing their part that is such a blessing and there is such a flow. It causes something that's divine to go through you and bring a supply to the body. And so it's super important. But what's interesting is, is this. He said, having then gifts differing, let us use them. But in other places, like Jude 3, it says we have a common salvation. So there are some gifts that are identical to everybody as a believer. And those, we need to enforce them or to live in them. For example, salvation, we've been accepted and, and have good standing with God. Now that can be a truth you hear in your head, but the divine life of God and the Spirit of God can get that in your heart and make that real. You're accepted in the beloved. You're in good standing when you receive the Lord. Therefore, because we are, uh, we should refuse shame and inferiority as believers. Period. We should refuse it. That's what I mean by enforcing what's been given to all of us. That's different than these differing gifts that are in each person. And we all should be that way. One, we should use them with others. The other, we should enforce in our life. Are you with me? And it is so true. Because Ephesians 1.6 says that you have been made accepted. That's a gift. You didn't make yourself acceptable. Some people say, oh, if I could do better, God would accept me. Or sometimes we have religious ideas and we think, well, I failed so often, I may not be as accepted as, as I once was. Like, you know, like a club, if you mess this up or do this, you can't come back. That's not how the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God is this way. You're freely accepted. The Bible calls it a gift to be accepted. Romans 5 said that you have a gift of good standing. A gift. It's called right standing with God. It's a gift to be right with God. Now, the reason why these things are so important, some grace is given to all of us uniform, and we're accepted. Now, these other gifts are to be used to affect others. This grace affects me. But understand this, if this grace and these gifts have been given the right opportunity to be cultivated through the Word of God, it will not only bless me, it will bless others. Amen? It will bless others. And here's something about gifts, whether it's grace that's the same or the grace that's different for each one of us. Grace shows destiny and divine order. It shows a complex God, just like he created a natural body, and it is complex. Evolution, I don't mean to knock the people who believe in it, and I think things can adapt, but 
you 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 got to be wearing stretchy pants to think that evolution is real, because there's no way you know your body's going to start thinking I'm hungry, and then you eat. But I don't have a stomach, so I got to develop that. And then I'm like, but where's it going to go after that? And how is it going to get absorbed into my body? So my body has got to pass this information on from person to person. And we know bodies don't do that. Even little kids today, you know, and the next kids and the next kids are not passing things on because they can't go back in to reprogram anything. And and so then you're going to eat. And then so you got a stomach, but I need some way to break this down. I know what I need, stomach acid. And it's got to be able to eat meat, but it can't eat my stomach because my stomach is meat. So while we're experimenting on this working, and then i got to get the nutrients out of it, and then I've got to get the other bad stuff out of my body, what am I going to do about that? And, uh, and my stomach doesn't take it all in, so my, I'm going to have to invent, I'm going to call it a small intestine. And then it's going to suck things out, nutrients out, and then it's going to pass through my body. That's what I need. But I'm going to need to go farm, and I'm going to need to go plant stuff, so I'm going to need to... uh, Eyeballs. That's what I need. Eyeballs. Because I'm going to need to see everything, so I'm going to have to evolve eyeballs. Because, you know, we all started from one cell. And so, if you've ever looked at an eyeball, what part do you start with? The cornea, the retina. How do I know there's something out here to be perceived? You start looking at the body, and how do I know there's something in this natural realm to be heard? And how is it that a human actually does hear beyond the natural, and they do hear something inside? And it's not always words, but it's an impression. It's inward knowing, and it's something beyond reasoning. So if you think about this, think about this. Evolution, you, 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 you're stretching. The body is super complex, and the design of the body is tremendous, and it's a natural body, and the body, the Bible even says we have a natural body, and someday we'll have a spiritual body. And it's real interesting that, that God makes an example of the natural body and the spiritual body, the body of Christ. And there is value in all the parts of a natural body. There is real value in this spiritual body. Are you with me? And we need to realize every part is important. God said it that way. And so gifts show divine destiny. Gifts show a path. Are you with me? I mean, I was talking to somebody in the hallway this morning, and they were talking about a certain car, and they're like, check this out. It can go off-road, and that is stock. They didn't say it exactly like that. That is me stock and and it can just do this well you're not going to go get a honda civic and do that because they have different gifts 
But we were saying, hey, if you get in that car and drive on the freeway, they literally said it's like driving your house. Wind, it's like real rough because it has a different function. But you go get a more aerodynamic car, and how pleasurable are they to drive on the road? But they have different functions. The body is so complex that a children's worker, a nursery worker, a youth worker, it doesn't matter if it's an usher or a greeter, has great value. People who do outreach things, whether it's in convalescent hospitals or in prisons, these are all functions of the body. Are you with me? And everybody has a part. And when the part is functioning, the body's blessed and the person is blessed. Are you with me? Why? Because you're connecting with destiny. You're connecting with divine order. Because what was put in you creates divine order. We know the universe was put into... Oh, and evolution is false. God made man. But we know God set the universe in order, and it is so complex how close the planets have to be, and if they shift this much, we're toast, and if not, we're an ice cube, and all these different things, and if the moon did this, then, then we would be flooded, and weather patterns would be ridiculous. He put this stuff in order. And while it's in order, there is wonderful things happening. Out of order, not so good. And the world doesn't know why they're, you know, the Bible said there's just an internal churning and like the waves of the sea. And only when they come back into right standing and start walking in God's divine order will they settle inside. Even God had a divine order for Israel. And one day they said, you know what? We don't want your divine order. We, we want a king like everyone else. He said, and God's so gracious, he said, all right, if you want it that way, because, you know, you can demand beyond what God wants for you, and he'll let you have it. And we can see that in Scripture. And they said, well, we want a king, and we want it just like that. He said, I, I, I will give you that. He said, but that's not the way I would like it. He said, I want it this way. This is my order, and I would like to rule over you guys so that you're totally different than any other nation. You know that's true about individuals. God would like to rule over our lives. But sometimes people want to be like other people in the world and be ruled like them. But he said this concerning the children of Israel. He said, if you choose that, uh, you will get leanness to your soul. I'll let you have it, but it will affect how full your life is. Because order creates fullness when the order is God's order. It just does something internally to you that you cannot get anywhere else. And you can't pray it in. You can't fast it in. You can't work it in. You just got to do. And when you get into God's order, it will bring a fullness to you that will satisfy you. Jesus said when you come into the first level of salvation, it will create a well in you, and you'll be satisfied. You just have to start walking in his order. Are you with me? Hallelujah. This is huge. So divine order, or gifts show divine order and show divine destiny. They show a path for every person in the family of God. And what's interesting, in one sense, we're all on the same path because we have some gifts that are the same, 
But in another sense, we're on different paths because we have different gifts. And it's not like we go wandering off somewhere, but we have individual functions and it creates a different path. And so we can all live in a fullness that is tremendous when we just do our part. It can be very satisfying in the kingdom of God to just do your part. It can be extremely satisfying in life because you come into divine order just to walk in salvation and the fullness of it. But here's one thing, and we'll probably close here just because we've gone a little long, but we've kind of had some delays along the way. But I believe this is appropriate. Um, it is so true, though, that our, our obedience to serving with these gifts and living in these things has a tremendous impact. I'm going to read this in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Isn't it good to be here where the life of God is working and there's a peace and a presence and, uh, and God's ministering to you? There's something to be said about the body, the church. I, mean, I know there's churches all over the world too. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 and, and uh, they're blessed too. 2 Corinthians 5.20. Now, we all have some gifts that are the same and some that are different. It says, now then, and I, I want to say this before I read this. Um, gifts bring a fullness to the body. The, the varying gifts bring a fullness to the body, a richness to the body. As everybody functions a certain way. And each member can get enhanced and enriched as people are doing their part. The other side is this. There are some gifts that we all have that bring increase in a different way. Not just a fullness to individuals, but an increase numerically to a local body. And that is a gift we should all function in. And just like the others bring a fullness to you as you function in them, this is the same type of thing. 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. Wow, he basically said, we're all ambassadors for Christ. And when we share, it will be as if God is pleading, you could say it like this, God will work through you. As though God were pleading through us or working through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled or be returned to God. Be returned to God. A rich, full life is when we recognize the things that we're gifted with, everybody's gifted to be able to share their faith with somebody. It brings a fullness. All these bring such a rich fullness to the whole and to the individual. And uh, I know this, when the people do their part, not only will they be blessed, but the kingdom will be blessed. Amen? And, and I do believe God's hand is upon us and upon individuals and uh, what a wonderful thing it is to know that we can have an individual role in this by God's divine 
order.